Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to the Better Than Yesterday podcast, hosted by Stark Strength and Conditioning. This podcast is dedicated to strength and conditioning, CrossFit, nutrition, weightlifting, powerlifting, health, and helping you to become better than yesterday. If you like our show, head over to the iTunes store and give us a five-star rating. Hello everyone, this is Paul Dick, owner and head coach here at Stark CrossFit, Stark Strength and Conditioning, and I am here today with Tiffany Bruno. I guess the French pronunciation would be Tiffany Bruno. Yeah. Is that close? Yeah? Okay, so uh, she's, a, she's a manual osteopath, and I had a treatment with her, this was probably like two, three weeks ago. And I was pretty destroyed a couple days after. Like, after the treatment, sometimes you get that little massage fog fog brain or whatever after a massage. And then after my, my treatment with Tiffany, I was like, okay, like, yeah, I'm pretty foggy. I'm, I'm a little little messed up. And she's like, okay, make sure you drink lots of water. Um, you know, stay hydrated, keep moving, all that kind of stuff. And then, like, a day or two later, I was like, I've been hit by, like, a little blonde-haired Mack truck. Like, it was... I was... <laughs> Pretty beat, but I felt so good afterwards too. So um, I'll kind of um, you know throw it over to you, Tiffany, and you could tell us a little bit about who you are, you know, what's going on in your life right now, and uh, yeah, take it away. Yeah. All right. So yeah, my name is Tiffany. I am one of the few manual osteopaths that work here or practicing, sorry, in Winnipeg. I'm currently uh, just out of my home in the basement, um, and it's going pretty well there. Uh, but yeah, on top of uh, practicing, I guess uh, my life's uh, also a little bit hectic and crazy today. <laughs> I am getting married in four or three weeks, not even four weeks anymore, three. And uh, we also are, uh, it's going to be the first birthday of our little boy. So we've got lots going on right now. And yeah, so working, mom life, wedding planning. Got it that's all going what, on. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> so, so what's it like? So, uh, being being a mom. So you've, you're a year into it. How mm-hmm. how has life changed? Oh my gosh, uh, it's changed immensely. But I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, I don't even know what to say. Like, <laughs> I just have so much love for that little boy. And every cliche comment that you could say, that's so true. It's so true. <laughs> Yeah, you just have so much love for that little guy, and uh, being a mom is just, I don't know, it's its changed my whole percept- perception. I think it's actually, it's even driving me into kind of a new path uh, for my career. Um, I know that I want to be a therapist. I still know I want to coach. I still know I want to do all these things in health and f- wellness and fitness, um, and I think just having him has really uh, changed my perspective and where I want to go, so yeah still a little all in my head with it but you know it's gonna happen <laughs> no. it's yeah it's cool when you have something like uh you know a, a little one to kind of like look up to sort of thing and uh they just make you want to be better like here in my office I have pictures of like you know Lori and Lexa and my my parents and and uh it's cool to look up at and you know on days where I'm just like stressed and just you know, overwhelmed and stuff. I can look up at those pictures and you just take a breath and it's like you, you don't want to be better just for, for yourself and for the people around you and for like my coaches here and all the members. But like, you know, there's, there's a reason why, you know, I'm doing all this and, and 
you know, I want to be successful for, for Lori and Lexa. And every time I see my little girl, I'm just like, I, you know, don't want to let her down. Absolutely. I think all your comments there are so bang on, like, you know, before even getting pregnant, you're kind of, you're right. You do things for yourself and you have these goals and it's all for you. And I think that's very important to have that stage in your life to be, you know, for you, but having him now and, you know, getting pregnant, realizing, oh my God, like I got to do this for like two people. Right. And then, you know, and, and I think also just, yeah, it just puts your family like right there in front of you and, and, you know, the reason, another reason why to do what you're doing and yeah, to know that we work in the field of like health and wellness, I think it just makes it, I don't know that much more important. I don't know what the word is there, but <laughs> yeah, it's, I think it's really cool to have, you know, a, a little one growing up in this type of atmosphere. And we've got members who are bringing their, their little ones to workouts and they're just like sitting in their, their strollers or baby seats and stuff like that. And just watching mom and dad sweating and just, just putting in a lot of effort. And, um, Lexa's usually here running around and stuff like that too. And doing like toes to bar and pull-ups and she's like, <laughs> Not even two yet. And it's, it's, it's so fun. Like when I ask her if she wants to go to the gym and her face just lights up and she just can't wait to get here. Oh, for sure. Right. It's the best feeling. So yeah, no, being a mom has definitely changed everything. And it's just, uh, I don't know. I feel very excited for the years to come. Awesome. Very, very cool to hear. You're like, you, Cause you can't return them. So. No, you can't. <laughs> it's like, eh, it's not really what I expected. However, so, halfway through yeah. labor, I thought, uh, can yeah. we turn back time, please? <laughs> yeah. I think Lori, Lori was doing the same thing. She's like, I don't want to do this. I'm like, uh, uh too I don't. Late now. Yeah. There's not really an option. Yeah. So no. The, n- the nurses kind of dropped the ball too on like giving her, uh, giving her, uh, epidural yeah so it was like oh i can see the head well we're not gonna do that now it's like start pushing so absolutely (laughs) so um so what is manual osteopathy so it's uh you know i had that treatment with you it was it was awesome um you did some assessment on me uh it was a lot of like manual therapy some it was like art i know you can't call it that yeah uh so some of that um you were you were doing some like PNF stretching and just mm-hmm. like taking me through different ranges of motion and it was it was a little bit of everything but like yes. what how would you explain it? Yeah, so I get this question a lot. It's such a hard one to answer and sometimes I just want to say, how about you just book an appointment, come yeah. and try it out. Yeah. <laughs> but no, to explain it, um, you know, we toss around the word holistic a lot, so it's uh, you know we're working under. The idea of you know not using medicine and using you know our hands our hands to help you know treat and heal, um, the yeah the bulk of a maybe I'll just kind of go into how I would do a session that might help people kind of understand it a bit better. So yeah. you know you might come in with some sort of muscle ache or pain and we'll discuss it and I'll you know we'll talk about things I'll get a history from you and um, you know I'll mark things down and. And then we'll do an assessment. So an assessment might get it, might be getting you moving around. I check your range of motion, that kind of thing. Um, we feel tissues. We, you know, assess the body in that kind of manner. And then from there, you know, we kind of still assess as we go, right? Because they're always constantly feeling the tissues, feeling the joints, feeling the body to see kind of what's going on there. And um, our techniques kind of are working with mobilizing joints, um, you know, freeing up restrictions and muscles. Uh, tendons, tissues, ligaments, all the tissues basically, right? And, uh, you know, we help with, with lymphatic flow, circulation, blood circulation, um, that kind of whole thing. So, again, 
you're probably still thinking, okay, well, I don't know if that's a great explanation, but it's really hard to explain because there's just a kind of a combination of techniques that we kind of use to help assist you in that kind of rehab uh, healing process. But uh, yeah, and um, it's, it's great. It's great for chronic pain. Um, I've had some really good success with acute pains as well, like waking up with that kink neck side, to the side, things like that. But yeah. I don't know. Does that help explain it a little bit? <laughs> yeah. No, I, hopefully for listeners, it does. Um, but like you, you usually do a pretty thorough, um, thorough assessment uh, mm-hmm. when you're starting out and you're not, you might not just be looking for the reason someone came in. Like if they, they do come in with neck pain, you mm-hmm. might not just spend the whole time on their neck, right? Like Absolutely. you're going to look at other things too. Yeah. So actually a good example is that I had a patient lately uh, or free, recently, that's the word I'm looking for, um, yeah, who kind of came in with, you know, one complaint and kind of realized, you know, after I chatted with her, it realized, oh, you know, like you threw out your rib how many years ago? And you can see that dysfunction happening and you realize, okay, but is it all starting because of that, right? And um, very neat to see because after I kind of free up that area, work on that area, all of a sudden, you know, the pains that she's feeling in the other area of the body, the neck or whatever, it you know, it loosens up, it frees away, and she's kind of like, what? Like, I didn't, I didn't think that, right? Like, I didn't think that would be something to mention. So, you know, from my visual assessment and from moving that body around and kind of seeing what happened, you know, I kind of said, you know, did anything ever happen to those ribs? And she said, actually, yeah. And I'm like, well, there you go, right? So it's really neat to see that you can kind of, yeah, that, you know, one area of the body, body that you never thought would be an issue is actually the issue, right? And again, and then, you know, freeing it up can, and working on it helps, you know, alleviate this, pain that you had somewhere else that was driving you bonkers so it's really neat it's very neat to see some of the reactions that I get from from uh, patients everything's everything's connected too and I don't Mm -hmm. I don't know how much people know about that like um you know if, if you have knee pain for example and you're just going to a doctor some practitioner that's just looking at your knee directly and they're not you know not assessing maybe your hip or your ankle Mm -hmm. or other areas of dysfunction like you could keep keep spending time and, and money and effort on that knee. And, you know, if they're not looking upstream or downstream, then that could be a bit of an issue as well. Oh, completely. Yeah. And we see a lot of that, um, a lot of that kind of uh, dysfunction up or downstream, as you explained. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I think it's definitely important to, you know, sometimes uh, I've heard people go for a, a therapeutic assessment or whatever and mm-hmm. they're like well I went for my knee and and you know they spent most of the time looking at my hip and my ankle and this and that and it's like oh good like they're not just spending time in that one area and yeah I think you were like you were basically like when I went for my treatment it was pretty well all over mm-hmm. and um you know I've I've had some pretty decent injuries in the past <laughs> with motocross and rock yeah. climbing and stuff like that but you know, it was really cool to see, like, just how thorough you were with everything. And, yeah, yeah found some amazing trigger points that I didn't know were there. And I have since spent some more time on a lacrosse ball and foam yeah. roller and stuff. But it's... And it helps, right? Yeah, it, it does help. It's mm-hmm. not it's not the same as the, <laughs> you know, you digging your pointy little oh, elbow in there and then taking to... you through range of motion. But, yeah. yeah. And sometimes I have to tell people that, too. Like, you know, I can give you different stretches and pin and stretch kind of techniques and things like that. But sometimes it's just no, sometimes it's just nothing that replaces like somebody working on you. And I know yeah. that for myself too. It's like okay, I I know all the tricks for myself, but I got to go see my manual osteopath. Otherwise, like I'm a mess, oh, yeah. right? It's so. not the same. It's definitely not. No. So how does um, 
how does uh, being a manual osteopath uh, compare to say like chiropractic or any any other type of manual therapy? Mm-hmm. You know what? Um, you know, I'm a big, big advocate for working with a team, uh, working with a team of therapists to get to, you to your goal. Um, there, you know, there is, I actually, okay, so I actually have a lot of patients who kind of say, no, I love my Cairo, but they're like, but I was kind of interested, so they came and see me, right? And then they seen me and seen their Cairo, and they said, you know, I think the dual approach was phenomenal, and I was like, I absolutely agree. Like, I absolutely agree. I think if you like your chiropractor, but you're just, you know, you still feel like they're not quite getting to that, to the, to the, to the reason, yeah, mm-hmm. seek out your manual osteopath, but work with them together. Work with them together to reach that goal because there's things that that chiropractor can do that I can't, that I can't do, right? right? And so, you know, if, and again, I'm, the, I'm also a proponent of working together. So if that chiropractor even wanted to work with me to figure out what's going on, hey, I am all, all ears and open to doing that, right? Yeah. But yeah, a lot of times this combo approach is really, really nice. Uh, the difference between us is, yeah, we work, you know, chiros are, and, you know, athletic therapists or physios, we're all trained in something a little bit different, but we're all, we're, we're all going out, going out after the same goal, yeah. right? We're all looking for the same thing, yeah. right? And, you know, that might seem uh, frustrating to a patient. Well, I don't want to go see this person and that person, this person, but you know, it, it, it is kind of like that. You got to seek it out. You got to seek out you know, the people that, that speak to you and that, that are going to work with helping you the way that you want to be helped. Right. And, um, yeah, I think a team approach is, is super important. So yeah, yeah, that answers that question a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. I've had some injuries in the past that if I was going to certain practitioners, I would, I would give them an honest try. I would go for like extended periods of time, maybe two, three months. And, Mm -hmm. And if you're like not seeing any changes, it's like, okay, you're doing the same thing over and over again, you know, expecting a different result, uh, and it's it's not happening. So it's like time yeah. to time to change gears, and and you know you you might have a therapist that doesn't want you to go see someone else, and mm-hmm. is kind of like, no, no, stay here, we'll fix it. And if you're not seeing any differences, any changes, any progress, then like maybe it is time to like, you know, kick them to the curb and go go to someone else. And, Absolutely, uh, yeah. And you know, I think I'm gonna cut you off. Sorry. No. Um, but yeah, I think that. Uh, um, as a practitioner, you need to be honest with your patients about yeah. that too. Like I am very much like that. If somebody even messages me and say, Hey, I have this problem going on. And if I know it's out of like my wheelhouse, I'll just be like, you know what? I really think you're better off going to see, you know, a physio or a chiro or whatever it is. And I'll just yeah. toss them names. I'll toss them people because I know people and, and I yeah. know people that I've seen. Right. And say, give this person a shot. And I just feel like, you know, I think that's important for other practitioners to do too. Right. Like, you know, we're all, again, we're all going after that same goal and, you know, and, and I think it's important to, to, uh, to, to do that for, for the, for the patient. I don't yeah. know. It just makes if, sense to me. <laughs> yeah. And they, they totally respect that too. Like yeah. I've had, I've had people like when we were in our old building, I had people come and they were looking for later CrossFit classes and we didn't have any at the time. So I'm like, Hey, go check out this gym. And, uh, and they had gone there and, and it just wasn't going to work out. And then they mm-hmm. found out that we had opened up some later class and they came back and they were just like, you know what? I really appreciated you sending me to that other gym. And, uh, that was really cool. It didn't work out, but like, yeah, I'm back. And yeah, I, people totally appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I I've, agree. I've gotten some, some messages too from, from people that don't come here who are going to a physiotherapist or a different, different practitioner and uh they're like you know what do you think i should do um you know i i tore my acl and here's the workout that i'm supposed to do Mm -hmm. that was given to me from my coach and 
you know, my physio doesn't know what the movement is. And I'm like, go see someone who knows what you're doing. So if you're a CrossFitter or if you're an Olympic lifter, go see a practitioner that knows what CrossFit is or what you do in those, those uh, classes Mm -hmm. or, you know, a practitioner that knows what the demands on the body are for an Olympic lift. Mm -hmm. Completely. I feel, you know, it's funny that you say that because I've had a few people who I say, you know, who come to see me and I say, Hey, you know, like, how did you find out about me? Like, you know, what, what made you basically choose to see me? Right. And he goes, actually, I just, you know, like that you had an exercise background that you kind of, you know, said, you know, that you did this in your past and that, and you're a coach for CrossFit and this and that. So, you know, that spoke to me because Mm -hmm. that's what I'm doing and that's why I'm here, right? I want to, you know, better my performance or I want to, you know, fix this nagging injury that's kind of bothered me since I started because I want to be better, right? And, you know, that's what spoke to them is, you know, because I had that knowledge background. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's tough and I don't think it's, it's beneficial for the client too. Like if someone comes here and like, hey, I want to compete in a bodybuilding (laughs) show, I'm like... I can't help you with that. No, like, exactly. I don't know what to Go do. Go see somebody who does body Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, some, some practitioners might be like, yeah, I can help you with that. And, and, but still not know, you know, exactly what you're doing or exactly what you're putting your body through and stuff. And, um, I think, uh, I think more questions can be asked, like <laughs> going back to your, your assessment, like you, you mm-hmm. know exactly what I do and, and stuff here at the gym and, uh, and, um, it, yeah, it, it just helps when it comes to you kind of treating and, and looking for areas of uh, um, restriction and stuff like yeah, that. completely. Yeah. So why did you choose to go into uh, manual osteopathy? Oh, yeah, that's one. That question. <laughs> well, you know what? I um, kind of always knew I wanted to do therapy in some capacity. So actually, uh, in high school, I had um, found out what an occupational therapist was, and I thought, oh, my God, yeah, that sounds great. That's what I want to do. You know, and I come from a small town, Thompson, Manitoba, and, you know, kind of wanted to just... No shout-outs? Uh, sh- sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. Thompson's great. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I it was a great town to grow up in. I, you know, there's something about coming from a small community, and yeah. that small community to this day still supports me. And Awesome. Um, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So, yeah, that's my shout-out. Okay. You guys are freaking awesome. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, can I say that on this? Yeah, can I say that? <laughs> I think we're, yeah, we got clean, clean lyrics on our thing. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Keep it going. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, you know, from high school, I thought, okay, yeah, I wanted to do that. I, you know, working with the body sounded interesting to me. And at that time, our high school didn't have any kind of anatomy courses. I know nowadays they do, which is phenomenal because my sister took that and uh, she completely loved it. But uh, so yeah, so anyway, so I, and then I had gotten a scholarship to go to university. So I thought, okay, well, let's go, let's go do this. So um, off I went and moved to the, the, the big city, <laughs> big old Winnipeg, and, um, you know, went into school, and that first university was tough, and I was like, oh, God, what am I doing, right? And, you know, then thought, what about physio? So then I kind of redirected my, my thoughts on that, and, you know, third year university thought, maybe I want to do physio. Dived into kinesiology, and that's where I was like, oh, my God, I love this. I love this field. Like, this is this speaks to me at so many levels. And then I found CrossFit, and the two just mixed so well. Um, from there, I uh, flourished with my anatomy. That was kind of my forte. I, you know, started doing... Um, doing, being the lab demo for the labs at, at the University of Winnipeg, and I uh, taught a lab for the spring term once, and yeah, that was kind of just, I just 
can I say that again? I love it. I yeah. love anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and so, and then being able to, you know, exercise and use this in, in, in CrossFit like this, it just, you know, everything just, it fit. It just, it's, again, it spoke to me. It just was awesome. And uh, then from there, I uh, was getting close to graduation and I was like, oh my God, like, you know, do I have the marks for physio? Can I do this? Right. So, you know, I applied and it was borderline, got rejected. I thought, oh crap. Right. And then I did it again and it was borderline again. And I thought, okay, well, what am I going to do? I still want to do this. I really, really want to do this. And then I had a friend who's in massage therapy and, uh, he's currently studying manual osteopathy as well. And, and he said, uh, I'm doing this. And I thought, well, what is that? And so I did some research on it and, uh, found this, uh, the National Academy of Osteopathy and, and I thought, yeah, okay. I took a whim and I said, Eric, like, this is what I want to do. I, I want to do this. And he's like, okay, let's do it then. So literally it was like, bada bing, bada boom. Is that how you say that? <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess so. I, that's what the kids are saying nowadays. Yeah, I guess. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and yeah, signed up for it and uh, took my studies in that. And again, I just, it is, it's just what I want to do. I love helping and treating people and, uh, I just feel like it just ties so well with the, you know, the career I've kind of created in, in health and fitness. And yeah, so, you know, here I am today and I literally just feel like I'm still at the beginning and it's going to be this awesome climb. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so thinking about like your CrossFit training, yeah. your own like physical abilities and like, mm. you're like a little ninja when you're like <laughs> warming up and in class, like watching you doing weightlifting, it's like, like opening up a textbook and like, here's the, here's the picture. This is what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> and yeah. So like, how does your coaching background help you during, during therapy sessions with people? You know, I think it's invaluable. Like I just, I am so grateful that I've had this opportunity to become a CrossFit coach. Um, I can't believe I had to renew it this year. I was thinking, what? I've been doing this for five years. That's nuts. Um, but no, I just, uh, in a therapy setting, like, being able to be a CrossFit coach while I did my kinesiology degree was awesome because I studied in school. I went to my classes. I went home, you know, did my homework, whatever, my studies. And then it was like I went to the gym. And as much as that was my time for me, I was still reinforcing everything I was learning in class. And you were using, like, using application, it. right? It was an application, like, yeah. yeah. And I feel like, you know university could could have given me so much more of that so that's yeah. one thing but you know I was I just felt so blessed and so lucky to have that all tied together and um what was your question I forget already <laughs> it was just how <laughs> how it ends up helping how oh, your yeah. background how helps therapy. you with yeah. therapy so sessions. you know that was really cool and so then now it was like I'm coaching people and I'm seeing people get any hurt or I see people that you don't even necessarily get hurt but are coming in because the doctor said oh you got to you got to exercise to make that feel better and it was like, but that person comes in and he's, he or she is just like, I was told to come here. And what's the doctor's idea of exercise, right? And what's the doctor's yeah. idea of exercise? Yeah. But yet that person is still sore when they exercise. Yeah. It's not getting to the root of that problem, right? Yeah. So that's when my brain starts going and I'm like, okay, what did I learn in all those? Because I did a lot of extracurricular uh, courses in athletic therapy and stuff, just never actually did my athletic therapy. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like that's this. And then it was like, but how can I help it? Right. And so I was like, I can help him with all these exercises, but I thought there's got to be more because that person is still sore. That person is still not functioning properly. And I was like, what else can we do? And that's when I was like, you know, I'm going to this Cairo and this physio and trying out all these different practitioners because I'm like, I want to be able to refer people. Yeah. And then I thought, well, what about just 
what if I could fix them? Yeah. <laughs> right? And so then, you know, that, you know, when I found osteop, manual osteopathy, I was like, oh my gosh, okay, well maybe this is, maybe that's that spot, right? Yeah. So anyway, so we're learning. I you mean, can, I've only been practicing for a short period of time, so we'll see where it goes. <laughs> you, can, you can tell your brain's thinking like, you, have you seen The Hangover? Yes. Yeah, so it's like Alan when he's at the poker table <laughs> and it's like all the like mathematical equations and stuff like that just swimming yeah. around in his head. I know, so. I, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah. I think I could totally see that right now. So, um, so just to back it up a sec, yeah, you had, you had sure. reasserted your, you've redone your, your CrossFit level one. So what was mm-hmm. that like doing? So you've like learned for five years, you've, you've gotten more training under your belt, coach more classes, more athletes. Yeah. What was it like doing the, the level one research? You know, it was kind of like you go in, you're thinking, oh man, they got to research. Like, you know, do I have to do this? Right. And, and then I, you know, went there and, and thought, okay, just dive yourself into the weekend. Like it's going to be great. And when I did, it was awesome. Um, there was so much more you could pick up and take away from it. It was uh, it was neat because you know the the uh, we we'll call them teachers. I'm not sure what they call them at the level coaches. One, level one coach. Yeah, yeah. Level one coaches. They were uh, you know they knew I was restarting, so they're kind of on me a bit more, right? And it was really neat to see them kind of you know push me to be be better. Yeah. And awesome. Yeah, I don't know. It was just. I did. I left that weekend just feeling like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is, this is awesome. This is why I'm here. Uh, they're just, they're so inspiring. Yeah. So inspiring. And yeah. you can, they're so good at what they do too. They're so and good like, at what they do. They're so like, I don't know, like professional and just, yeah. you walk in and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, <laughs> the, you can always learn something and it's like, I know some people knock it cause it's like, Hey, you can go and do this course and then, you know, over a two day course, you can become a CrossFit level one coach yeah. sort of thing. And there's so much to learn. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just like, you kind of, you have to start coaching to, to, to become a coach, right? Like yeah. you can't just, there's, we've had kinesiology grads apply here, but they're not willing to put in time learning how to use kettlebells or how to do Olympic lifts or how to do mm-hmm. anything like that. And it's just like, it's frustrating because it's like, there's only so much, there's only so much theoretical knowledge you could pick up without applying it. And then, you know, the way you're going to yeah. teach a 20 year old with like perfect mobility is going to be completely different than the way you're going to teach a 70 year old, um, who yeah. doesn't know how to squat. And, um, yeah, it's you just, you have to have the passion. You have to yeah. have the want the you know, the drive to do it. I think that if you just think it's, you know, you take the one weekend course and you open affiliate and yeah. call yourself, you know, the best CrossFit gym in the world. It, it's just, it's not, you have, you have to have that tactical experience. You have to. Yeah. You have to want, you have to want it really bad. <laughs> so did you, what were, what were the, some of the biggest things you walked away with after doing that, uh, level one? Oh gosh. Good question. Um, just a reminder, I think a reminder, I think that having, you know, Emmerich and, um, uh, I don't want to say fall off the wagon because I know that's not it at all. You have a baby and it's a different, you know, your fourth trimester is is a completely different mindset to training and stuff. But it, yeah. it was hard. It was hard to get that, to get back into, tr- like, and even I'm still struggling with kind of getting back to training, um, you know, time-wise and, you know, rehab-wise. Um, you know, there's a whole host of things there. Expectation-wise. Expectations. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And I'm learning so much about that too um, still and currently. And, um I, uh, doing the, having to do my, research my level one, eight months postpartum, I think was awesome. Just like, 
just that that one tiny fact because it reminded me it reminded me to just keep going and that yeah. it's all a process it's all a journey yeah. and there's you know okay for example it was like the workout and it had burpees in it and I just thought you know I really don't think I'm ready for burpees yet I uh, still was kind of struggling with my diastasis and like you know heaviness in my pelvic floor that kind of thing and I'm just like looked at him and I was like I just don't think I can do that exercise and he's like okay just you know literally march on the, on the spot and lift your knees up to your chest and I looked at him and I thought really right that's it that's it I'll take it yeah <laughs> and then you know and in my mind I thought okay you know it's good that's good enough that's good enough yeah. right and honestly it was great it was great to see that he gave me such a, a simple modification yeah for the workout knowing that I was reasserting but understood that I was eight months postpartum yeah right and I was saying like I just don't feel ready for that yeah and you know what it was it wasn't burpees it was sit-ups okay sit-ups so yeah, that's what he got me to do. And I, and I was like looking at him like, really? Right. Yeah. And it ended up being the best modification. I had cool. a awesome workout and yeah. So I think it was just a reminder. It was honestly a reminder that, you know, this is awesome. This is going to help so many people and like, just take a step back and like, yeah. go back to the foundations of what CrossFit is. Go back to the foundations. The foundations yeah. will get you where you need to go. Back to basics. Yeah. Never back a bad to thing. Basics. <laughs> Okay, let's climb out of this rabbit yeah, hole. Uh, no, no, that's okay. I asked the question. So, um, so like, what kind of what kind of clients do you usually treat? Are they athletes, or mm -hmm. you know, what's like, who do you see coming in? <laughs> see lots of athletes, yeah. yeah. And that could be from your CrossFitter to your runner to your yoga yogi. Um, I do see a lot of that, but also actually, I've been getting a lot of older adults, a lot of older adults, um, people with chronic pain pain that they've had for years that they just don't know how to kick. Yeah. Um, so, can, yeah. I can just see you like, hey, Martha, bite the pillow. This is going to hurt. Like. <laughs> no. Um, you know what? We're very... I know you call me a little Mack truck driver, whatever <laughs> yeah. it is there, but... Not driver. You are the Mack the truck. The Mack truck, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it can be gentle. Yes. It, it really no, depends know, on what, that, what yeah. that patient's coming in for, what we're treating for. Yeah. And no. most of the time, you know, this is, is, is a very gentle approach to treatment. Um, but yeah, you know, and yeah, speaking to like kind of that, that response, that response is um, really dependent on the person and what they do and, you know, what their background is. So if I do have an athlete coming in, you know, I, you know, I talk to them, I feel, feel them out and see how they're feeling. And, you know, I kind of see what, how bad do they want this, this relief, right? And that's kind of going to be the driver on kind of how I do my session with that person, right? If I have an elderly patient coming in and they've got chronic back pain or like, you know, some chronic kind of things like that, yeah, the treatment's going to be a little lighter. The treatment's going to be really gentle on them and they feel the exact same way, right? They do. And, um, yeah, and they, uh, yeah, that's kind of the population I guess I see and the responses. <laughs> yeah, well, with athletes, they're usually, they're used to pushing themselves a bit more. Exactly. They're willing to... They're willing to go through a little bit of, you know. Well, and especially if I know paint. they're a CrossFitter, I know <laughs> yeah. that they've taken a lacrosse ball and they've smashed their glutes or whatever yeah. it is. So I know they can tolerate a little bit, you know, more intensity. But yeah, you know, it's really dependent on what you're coming in for and and yeah. you know what what I think you can tolerate. And we always work with a pain scale, and I never want people at a ten, right? Pain <laughs> pain scales and safe words that you can't pronounce. That's yeah. that's that's how you roll. Um, so how uh, how many manual osteopaths are there in the city? You know what? I don't know the exact number on that, but there, I think there's a few. There's a few of us. I know there's a couple different clinics across the city. Uh, lots of people studying manual osteopathy still too, so you can see them 
for kind of osteo-based treat, uh, based treatments. Uh, they're not covered under insurance or anything like that, but uh, you can see them and, and uh, whatever, they can help you out. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know, a handful? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe two handfuls. Two handfuls. Maybe okay. Two. So like a dozen or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, it seems like there's, I know of uh, some massage therapists that mm-hmm. have kind of gone that route and then they can kind of work some of that stuff into their their massage therapy practice, kind of like yeah, what I've you were doing when too. you were going through kinesiology and doing, you know, teaching CrossFit at mm-hmm. the same time. So, you know, application and, and seeing, you know, what the outcome is with it. So that's kind of yeah. cool. Um, so what's, what's insurance and coverage like and, and stuff like that for, for people who want maybe some therapy sessions? Yeah. So, um, if anybody's graduated, I guess around like late 2017, um, and this in, in corporate or includes myself, sorry, uh, l- insurance is limited at the moment. So some smaller insurance provi- prop providers, sorry, are covering our services, but, uh, smaller ones, smaller ones. Yeah. Cool. They tend to be, I guess not as, I don't know, picky, <laughs> less but, red tape to get through. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So th- I've had a few of those, those, uh, claims go through. However, the larger insurance providers are a little bit more difficult to get through. Uh, so there's a couple people in the city who have coverage under, um, under most insurance providers, um, but they graduated earlier uh, before uh, the association that we go under went under on uh, what's it called uh, a review a review period. Mm-hmm. So basically, I kind of I graduated late because of having my baby, and so then I didn't get into that association. So now with that, we kind of thought uh, a couple of us osteopaths here in Manitoba thought, well, let's create our own association then and let's vouch for ourselves. So currently what we've done is we've created the Manitoba Osteopathic Association. Um, You can find us online um, and on social media. And we have filled out or created our whole portfolio and all that, and we've sent it off to the major insurance providers. So it's just a waiting game at this point, waiting to see that, you know, if Manitoba Blue Cross, Great West Life, Sun Life, Manual Life, all kind of accept us and say, okay, yeah, you have a body vouching for you. Because the profession is unregulated, um, we need associate smaller associations to kind of vouch on our behalf because okay. insurance providers don't want to speak just to me. They don't right. want to speak just to so-and-so. They yeah. want a body to speak for all of us, yeah. um, to be the body that looks into that practitioner to make sure they have the credentials, that they have the proper schooling, that they have done the amount of hours that they're required to have. Um, and so we're doing that. And like, you're, you're the head of that too. Like you're, yeah. do they refer to you as your highness or like <laughs> your, your greatness or like, what is, how does that work? <laughs> Some of the members like to like to uh, joke around with that too, and they're like, "Hi, Highness." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> hi. Awesome. But yeah, I'm the president of the association at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, anything anything else you'd like to add, like cost or availability? Like, how do how do people like book, and how long is a session usually? Yeah. So, I guess I didn't mention this in the beginning, but my business is called Kinetically Whole Therapies. Um, so, you can find me at kineticallywhole.com, and uh, you can fill out the little info section there, the contact section, and it'll send an email directly to me, and you can book just through email at the moment. Um, I mean, you can find me on Instagram, you can find me on Facebook, you can also message me there. Um, and yeah, and uh, availability currently is mostly evenings and weekends, just because that's when I... I'm not with my little guy, or I actually have Eric there to kind of, you know, take care of him. Um, but if a daytime appointment's necessary, just need to let me know, and I basically just need to find somebody to watch my little guy. <laughs> cool. So it's a little bit more, you know, flexible, I guess, at the moment. 
Um, but yeah, and sessions run per hour. So usually that first, uh, that first appointment that you'll book will always be an hour for sure. Um, and I bill at 120 an hour and yeah, you'll come in we'll see what's going on. And depending on what your situation is, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm here to get you better and not, you know, have you coming into my clinic all the time. I want you to heal. I want you to get better and I want to teach you. That's another big thing that I find in my sessions is I'm trying to kind of show people how they can manage this or if I notice that, you know, they are a very sedentary person that, mm-hmm. you know, I refer them out to a gym or a coach or a trainer and say, you know, like, I really think that exercise could help too, right? Cause, Get your ass moving. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, I know that's you know, goes back because of what my, you know, background is, but, uh, you know, I, you know, I didn't mention this either yet, but, you know, I really do think that this type of therapy just goes hand in hand with exercise hand in hand with exercise. So, you know, that's a big push when I have people in the door as well, as I try to, you know, emphasize like, you know, they'll keep walking or, you know, keep doing what you're doing and maybe give them an exercise or two. And, and then, you know, I'd really try to kind of refer them out if I can, but cool. yeah. So, no, that's yeah. awesome to hear. And <laughs> yeah, like you said, uh, you're not going to, not going to try to keep someone coming if, you know, if you can fix them and, and get them better. Yeah. I know that's not, that's not <laughs> great for the recurring revenue model, yeah, but know. you know, for, for stuff like if you're, if you're talking to, if people have a good experience with you, they're going to tell other people, right? Yeah. Rather than like, Hey, I went and saw this girl like 40 times and I don't feel any, any better, better at all. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So again, and I'm a, you know, a newbie in this and, and in the business and, and whatnot. And I do agree with you, right? That business mindset has to be there too. But, uh, you know, I just, I really want to try to put the patient first. I really want to make sure that that person knows that I want them to, I really truly want them to get better and better. And I'll be honest when I can't help you anymore. Cool. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And that's, that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast mm-hmm. to talk about the, <laughs> the type of therapy that, that, uh, manual osteopath does mm-hmm. and just kind of, you know, get you out there to people. So if they are looking for, any type of relief and they've gone and tried other practitioners and they're not finding it, like keep trying, right? Yeah. Just like, you know, call, call Tiff. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and honestly I've had, I've had people message me and say, you know, this is what I'm looking for. You know, can you help me? And I'm like, I just don't think I'm your best option. And I have, I have referred out to the other, you know, manual osteopathy clinics in the city and, cool. you know, and I just, I think that's right. I think that's, you know, the right thing to do. And until I feel that I can help with that situation, I, I won't, I won't put myself in that in, the, in that position, right? Uh, I yeah, I love hearing that. I know my <laughs> my wife had gone to a physiotherapist who uh, who had moved across the city. Uh, he was in a newer clinic, and uh, her the guy she was seeing was out of town, and uh, so this this new guy was just spent. He spent the whole time talking about how good he was and how. Uh, how people were going to travel across the city to see him and all that kind of stuff, and then ended up uh, doing... He was trying to release her hip, but he was doing a a test that you would normally do for, like, someone's lax ACL just to kind of test that, and ended up cranking on her knee so hard that she had to go for surgery because of it. She couldn't even walk on her leg. And it's just like, you know, like, if if that's the type of attitude, like, a practitioner or a personal trainer or Mm -hmm. a coach has, it's like, you know, maybe, like, I consider that a bit of a red flag. And, you know, if if you go to see someone that their, their best interest is to help you and, and, you know, put everything into it, then, Mm -hmm. you know, definitely, um, you, you found a keeper as a therapist. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I think just, yeah. And being able to tell somebody like, you know, it's okay that you don't need, like, 
maybe that you feel like I've, I've done enough for you, right? I just don't feel like I've been practicing long enough to kind of have had a bit of that kind of person come through the door like that, yeah. right? But yeah, I do kind of, I do emphasize it, right? Like I'm going to help you as long as I can and hopefully I don't need to see you months on end, right? But, uh, you know, it really depends on the situation. Yeah. But yeah, and, uh, you know, if I don't feel like I'm the, the best option, then yeah, I would tell you that I'm not. <laughs> cool. No, totally appreciate that. So yeah. Thank you very much for, for coming down today and, uh, and chatting with everyone. Hopefully, um, you know, some of you might be able to find some relief with Tiffany. And um, we'll, uh, we'll attach some of your contact info onto the blog post with Sounds this. Great. And then if you just want to maybe shout it out one more time, just so that uh, someone can write it down if they want. Yeah, for sure. So website is kineticallywhole.com. And uh, information's all there. You can also Google Google Kinetically Whole Therapies and you'll find me there as well. And um, yeah, is that all? I kind of think that's really the only way to get hold of me. I think that's it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Um, it's all on there. So just, you know, Google it. You'll find yeah. it. <laughs> you should have like, have flashlights or something like that. Like the bat signal that you could like, people could buy off your website. And if right. they need treatment, they just flash it up in the sky and like. <laughs> and I come yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I'm here to help. <laughs> Cool. Well, thank you very much again for coming down, Tiffany. And um, yeah, hopefully everyone learns something from this. And uh, hopefully you're all going to be a little bit better than yesterday. Awesome. Take care. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Better Than Yesterday podcast, everyone. Hosted by Stark Strength and Conditioning and Stark CrossFit. If you have any ideas of anyone you would like to hear from on our show, please send us a direct message on either Facebook or Instagram, and we will try our best to get them on the show. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you're all a little bit better than yesterday.